Hello and welcome to episode 32 of GameSpot After Dark, GameSpot's unofficial official video game podcast. Joining me this week is Callie Plaguey. Hello. Tamar Hussein. Hi. And for the last time, Peter Brown. Goodbye. Oh no. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Goodbye. We've said uh, you hate to see it to this news so many times <laughs> I know. this week, and the effect is compounding, so mm-hmm. each time it adds to the previous Exponential hate. Exponential heat. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the, the hate to see it level is just... It's just off the charts. The roof this right is now. also the second time I've said it's the last time we'll see you on this podcast, but people won't see the first time. We're recording this again. <laughs> yeah, we, we had some, some yeah. technical hiccups, uh, but yeah, it is your last week at yes. GameSpot. Yeah, I'm going to a new gig. I'm going to be in the gaming industry. Um, and I'm super excited about it. It's one of those things where it's like when it was offered, it was like, oh, yes, you know, but like that yes was sort of also like met with, oh, but wait, but that means I don't get to work with, you know, my best friends anymore. And that's really what GameSpot has become for me is my family, you know, my best friends. Um, I've changed so much. The site has changed a lot. The industry has changed a lot. And uh, it's been a very fun, interesting ride. <laughs> Mm. um yeah you've been here eight years nine years almost almost nine if i'm exaggerating if i'm doing that kid thing of saying i'm four and a half years old so 10 years then i'm eight (laughs) yeah uh eight and a half years i guess is probably the best way to look at it uh so back before you know i was reviewing like wow 3ds has been around the entire time almost Whoa. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. Point, huh? Now that I think about it. Woo. Uh, but the PS4 was not. I mean, I, I was here for the launch of the current generation of consoles, basically. So a couple years before that, was looking at PS3 games and stuff. And anyway, yeah, it's been a long time. Mm. Very long time. A quarter of my life. Yeah. It's an impressive that's, amount of time. Yeah. That's one way to think about it. <laughs> Certainly. And that's that's a really long time for this industry, too. Like, you've you've been doing this so long and i think everybody here has a lot of respect for your knowledge and for Mm. how much that experience brings and i think we're gonna really miss that yeah i'm sorry for being so assertive all the time and making you think (laughs) that i'm smart (laughs) i think you are smart and um i think the fact that 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 smarts is couched in like goofiness is like the best part of it it's it's like it makes it the smart moments, which are frequent, feel even more like profound. Yeah, it's like on cooking shows when they're like, "Ah, oh, the sweetness is is just tempered by a hint of acidity." Tastes, like it's just like I'm oh. caramelized onions. Yeah, exactly. You are caramelized exactly. onions. That's nice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or like, well, we all strive to be. Yeah. <laughs> we all strive to be. Or like when I was drunk eating wheat. Wi- I can't talk. Drunk eating wheat thins the other day, and I was like, "They're the perfect combination of salty and sweet." I'm wheat thins. That's what yeah. you are. Uh, I'm drinking a wheat beer, but I'm not thin, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think in our first attempt at this, I, I said it, and I'll say it again, just so people know. Um, there's like eras that define GameSpot, like the through my my period it was you know like the ryan mcdonald era then there mm. was like the jeff gersman era the greg kasavin era and i definitely feel like being part of the peter brown era has been like a weirdly special moment for me it's like growing up w- watching and reading and doing all this stuff and then also being kind of like a fan of everyone here and then working alongside you it's been it's been good man. i can only say thank you because i 
don't know who this person you're talking about is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I appreciate your kindness. The man in the mirror. Yeah, the same person to love him. who I credit for how far I've come at GameSpot. Mm. I would not, I would absolutely not be yeah. where I am at GameSpot without Peter Brown. 100%. This isn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We meet it, though. It's yeah. not just the beers we've been drinking since the first take. No, not at all. Not since the <laughs> three o'clock notice that we can't come to the office on Friday. <laughs> I'm leaving it's amid been a wild, wild few days. For yeah. <laughs> the gaming industry is like anemic right now, although it's not because there's a ton of games coming out right now. But it feels like, like I know, I'm not that self-centered. But it feels like after I gave notice. The everything around me has just been like <laughs> depleted of life. What are we gonna do? It's it's really surreal to be leaving now and to think that like last week is my next week, but we might not be here. Yeah. At all. And it kind of sucks. But Sorry. I'm I'm enthused that I'm not leaving the Bay Area, that yeah. the place I'm going has an office just down the road, so I might be able to be here once in a while and still have lunch with you guys. So I don't I'm not so sad about um it's it's weird. I I don't know. I guess I'm not sad as much as I am hopeful that the friendships that exist now can uh, persist, right? Mm-hmm. Like after I leave and stuff. Because I know so much of GameSpot, like a lot of jobs, is busting your ass and then letting loose. And there's just, that's been, that's defined my time here. And you get to know people on levels like you wouldn't because you see them at their best and at their worst. And you sort of learn to trust each other in both of those moments. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I know I certainly need a lot of that uh, runway to, you know, to get my stuff done. Like I rub a lot of people certain ways. <laughs> oh, <what a> sentence. <laughs> well, I That's mean, like you see, people, you see people like we just like ship this incredible piece of content and then like head in your hands like I can't play this game anymore. I can't do <laughs> <Yeah>. it anymore. <laughs> it's, I think that's the thing that most people who like read and consume out the stuff that we make don't understand like how personal it is Mm -hmm. that creation process everything from a news story like to a review to a major feature to a video it's like deeply deeply personal and to fact that the fact that you have this group of people that you trust to look at it and then tell you whether it's good and help you make it good or tell you it's bad and tell you it shouldn't be there right it's like incredibly it is like very, very personal and you are bearing your soul. So like the reason I mentioned that is because having a group of people who you, you are willing to do that with, it's, it's rare. And it's like feeling being, it's that same kind of like trust you put in family and like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I credit every single thing that I've learned or gained here to the people I've worked with who gave me that knowledge to begin with. Like I didn't come in here like just waiting to, to blossom, you know, like I was watered by everyone what the hell am i saying <laughs> Every, you, rub, you rub people a certain way and then you, you get water <laughs> <laughs> it's it's everyone here has has given me something um and it's it's just been a real privilege the whole time um and in a way i think you know my exit is a really good opportunity for things to evolve here uh not that I think I'm holding anyone back, but I don't know. Like, change is good, right? Like, change can have a positive side to it. So, yeah, I we're still gonna be friends. We're still gonna hang out. I'll still be on Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> Damn, it's cool. I know. Twitter Brown. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Twitter Brown. That's what the title of the episode is. I'm still gonna be talking about CRTs. I'm still gonna play new video games and maybe once in a while say something. And uh, mm. most importantly, yeah, thank you, anyone who's ever said anything nice to me or not. 
And thank you all. For being I, I have friends <laughs> back home who who regularly message me. Or not regularly, whenever you appear on a podcast. And I'm like, that dude is so smart. There's one particular guy, his name's F.A. I was going to say, like, was it your mom? But okay, no, no, no. He's a, he's a friend that I play with, uh, games with. <laughs> What's happening today? <laughs> like, Do you guys have a nice play date? Yeah, we have. Yeah. We rub each other a certain way. <laughs> I show him my penne, my pasta, obviously. Um, but like every time you're on a podcast talking about like old games, he messaged me and he's like, that dude is unbelievably smart. And I'm like, yep. No, it's just because I obsess over that yeah. shit. Ooh, what it does is. he say about us? He likes everyone, those, I guess. Those two are a couple of dumbasses. <laughs> he likes everyone. And like the, the reason I mentioned that is because like everyone, you know, that factor, that, that thing that you said that, you know, we'll still be friends and that kind of business. I think that's what we're all trying to tell ourselves right now. And it speaks to how difficult this is to process. Like, trying to reflect or making sure that you're aware of the fact that that friendship is going to endure and it's not going to be that adult thing where you know yeah cool we're, we were co-workers and then they moved to another job and forgot forgot about it. that that can't happen here um which yeah. is good yeah i don't think it's possible and obviously i'm going to make new friends where i go mm-hmm. right and go through the same sort They're of they're not going to be them. as good as us yeah <laughs> i don't know who they are but they so what, what are you trying to get me to say here you trying to, <laughs> <laughs> i haven't even started yet <laughs> no yeah but seriously it's uh yeah. They have a lot to live up to. We'll put it that yeah. way. I honestly, I moved to this country in part. Like, I have several factors I moved here for. Yeah, one don't of make it me was feel like, too guilty, Tim. <laughs> one of it was like I get to work with Peter. I get to work with some of the people I like the most: Jake, Callie, you know, everyone else out here. Like, and if you were like, you know, all right, later, bye, I would be well upset. I'd be like, damn, I got played. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you were going to be like, some of the people I like the most look at us and then not say anything. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, no, no, no. <laughs> that's what I was expecting. Everyone, everyone here, I I love dearly. Well, almost everyone, there's a few people I can totally... <laughs> what was that? Anyway. <laughs> um, we love you, Peter. Love you yeah. all. Dearly, we're going to miss you. Um, you've been amazing. And I'm sure the thing that you're going on to do We'll be better off to have you. I hope I don't fuck it up. <laughs> if you do, just come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone will move aside to fit you back in. The real deal dad. Yeah. I am the real deal dad. Yeah. And y'all are oh, dogs for certain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dogs for certain. So this episode is going to be a little different than normal. We're going to breeze over this what we've been playing section. Like I'm thinking like, Say what you're doing. Give one sentence. Yeah. Partially because everything's embargoed. Uh, partially because a lot's embargoed. Partially because it's crazy busy and we want to... Yeah. Uh, E3's been cancelled. It's popping off left, right, and center. The, the other thing that I do need to mention is that we probably won't be here next week recording. We're still going to have an episode, but we won't be sitting here because the coronavirus has gotten almost out of hand in San Francisco. It seems like it's certainly headed Just that direction. Escalating. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's escalating. Um... So a lot of people are going to be working from home. We're still going to try to make this podcast happen, uh, but it will be, I don't know, a little leaner than normal, I would say. Uh, but anyway, Peter, do you want to start? Give us, give us what you've been playing, doing, one sentence, that's it. I'm playing real-life Tetris because in addition to getting a new job, I'm also moving to a new apartment. <laughs> love it. You, you, you love to do it. You love to do it. That's a lot to do at once. <laughs> I, I commend you, sir. <laughs> uh, Tomorrow. Uh, playing Bloodborne. All right, Kelly. Um, <laughs> good game again. That's it. I'm playing Animal Crossing. That's all I can say. I'm playing Call of Duty Warzone, which is something else. 
But we do have one big news story. Yeah, the reason why we uh, wanted to cut down the conversation on what we've been playing is because we imagine the fact that E3 has been canceled this year due to the coronavirus uh, might dominate this episode quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing to lose, Jake. I've got a conspiracy theory. Yeah. All right, let's hear your conspiracy theory. Everyone had bad things to say about E3. Like, oh man, why don't they just cancel it? No one wants to be there. All these companies are pulling out. They leaked all that info. They leaked all that info. That weird activation stuff. And here we are now, and it's like, well, everyone's criticizing our show. Oh, there's a reason we might want to cancel it? Well. (laughs) Fire me, GameSpot. You can't. (laughs) I like this. I don't know. I can't accuse the ESA, but isn't it convenient? It is. It It is is very, very convenient. I'm glad they're taking the precaution because I think we should be over cautious right now, Mm -hmm. but still. Well, did you see the coronavirus convention got canceled because of the coronavirus? (laughs) I'm serious. This is an actual actual headline on not The Onion. I don't remember what it was, but it it wasn't The Onion. I don't think it was Newsweek either. It may have been Newsweek. Was Was it The Post? I don't know. I don't think so. That's funny. funny. Maybe it is made up, but I I saw a tweet and I thought it was very funny and I showed it to Callie. Well, coronavirus (laughs) has been around for a long time. It's not like a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the strain of it has caught. Yeah. That's one of the the weird things not to be like, I'm not a doctor, but like coronavirus is a classification of viruses. And so that's why you see COVID-19 being this specific strain and then yeah, there's a separate the 27th name. strain the, no, right? the no, not novel yeah. coronavirus yeah, yeah. The, meaning like just the new strain it's and so then novel. there's another <laughs> there's another name for the the actual disease you contract but it's basically like pneumonia in both your lungs sick and it's like and it's like lower well pneumonia is a lower respiratory yeah thing we're all doctors here we're not a doctor <laughs> doctor spot <laughs> Dr. Brown spot. <laughs> My screen name on GameSpot is Doc Brown. So, yeah, I mean, true. I wouldn't lie. I'm a doctor. Yeah. yeah. Get off my porch. <laughs> but yeah. Um, this, yeah. Is, this was weird news to me because E3 is both very stressful and very fun. I feel like my first E3 in the games industry was like, I still had enough energy where I was like out every single night and like doing stuff and talking to people and like. Does that mean going to the fig? <laughs> I was going to the fig every night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one time I went to Denny's. One night I went to Denny's. Oh, uh, yes. And this past E3, I was like, I'm really sleepy. Mm hmm. And I'm exhausted <laughs> and I'm going to go to bed. And I. I don't know if that's just me or if a lot of people have been feeling that way of like. Oh, it used to be like work hard, party harder at E3. And then like lately it was just like work hard, watch like family guy reruns in your hotel room because there's nothing else to watch. I, I think I think the work hard part of it became more elaborate and mm. and like way more you'd think like, oh yeah, back in the day when, you know, video streaming was nascent it would be really difficult and yeah it probably was but these days the productions are so elaborate Mm -hmm. and like the Mm -hmm. energy required to do it is so much that i think even if you're doing the same amount of work and partying as before like the work part of it really hits you hard like i was the same like i'm i'm boring in that i don't like partying anyway but like i remember my first year free i was like how do people how are people going out like, i was exhausted and everyone was like yeah let's go and hang out and murder, murder alley. alley so that's the difference like, we had murder yeah. alley murder yeah. alley being the parking lot hangout zone behind the was it a marriott USC radisson. USC, the usc radisson oh my god that uh, 
Yeah. I mean, we used to just have in our backyard a party zone. Tables, yeah. chairs, well lit at night. Cats, you could just feed barbecue and, and laugh at it as a group. Bring <laughs> lots of, we would bring lots of Takati and then eventually people would get mad at us for being out there too late. Yeah. The cops showed up a couple times. I lost a shirt out there for sure <laughs> that I still am upset about. I never got to experience Murder Alley during my time at GameSpot and it really bums me out. I, the I, last Murder Alley was right before I joined. Oh, I yeah. saw it once and my pervading memory is Jason Ostriker from Giant Bomb. First time I've ever spoken to him, just outright challenged me to a Street Fighter match in his hotel room. And I was like, <laughs> I kind of want to play Street Fighter, but at the same time, I don't really know. I know you, but I don't really know you. I, I'm just going to say no, just in case. <laughs> I was like, either I'm going in there and he's whooping my ass or like, it's just going to get weird where I'm just like, where I'm just like, oh, I'm actually into someone else's hotel room. I don't really know who they are. <laughs> Yeah. But now I see him walk around. I'm like, fuck, I should have just done it. <laughs> should have just done it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I really can't tell if it's I'm older and more tired or if it's the nature of E3 changes, the nature of the work changes. Maybe it's a combination of everything. But things have gotten way more intense on the yeah. average day mm. in this industry. And if, if that's one thing I can talk about, it's it's the evolution of it's like what you're saying for E3. But really, it is every day here. Yeah. Like. The idea that video is obviously so important. The idea that one person has to be able to do all these different things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's necessary now for sure. Yeah. The amount that we do in a day, even from... The variety, right? Yeah, the variety. Like, today I cut a script, edited a review, shot a video. Doing a podcast. I'm doing a podcast. Like... That's a lot to do in one day, and that is not like mm. like yes, it is a busy day, but that's not like it's an, an average, normally busy. No, this is an average day, and then you get day. that leading all the way up to E three, where you're supposed to sleep in hotels, yeah, interface I'm, with people on like ten times the amount of normal. It's it's great, and it's not. Yeah. It's, yeah. To be clear, we're not moaning about this because like I remember being, I've I've heard this conversation before, and I remember being on the other side, being like, damn, I wish I could do that. So to that yeah. person. Who's there and what is like me being like, I don't understand what they're complaining about. We're not complaining. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just being it. transparent. It's like, just very intense and yeah. it is yeah. draining. Well, like, um, we love every moment of it. It's just a lot. It is a lot. And like at E3 last year, like a lot of us hosted things on top of doing like for us editorial work, mm. video editing production. Like we're also getting in front of the camera and that is a whole other state of mind. It's a whole other kind of energy. Like it is like when you're combining types of work like that, you're switching. It's like yeah, it's, it's hard to get into like work. a rhythm. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's cool. It's 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 awesome to feel that accomplished. Like two E3s ago when I got to interview. Um, oh, my God. Pete Hines. Pete Hines. I was going to say. I was like, not Phil Spencer. Why is my brain doing this right now? <laughs> Dad energy. I'm literally talking yeah. about, I know, I'm literally talking about a highlight. I can't remember Pete Hines' name right now. Anyway, I, w I felt so accomplished. I was really proud of that interview. And then I went and I turned that interview into news stories, like right after I shot it. And yeah. I was like, wow, that was like such a cool thing that I did, combining skills that I have. Like E3 yeah. gives you that opportunity, unlike any other show, at least in America. Mm. Um Obviously, because Gamescom is very large, but uh, and smelly. It's, yes, it's Gamescom. But lose your shirt. It's <laughs> like, mind. but I. So like, I'm disappointed because I won't have that, but I'm also like kind of relieved because I'm already tired in this March. You yeah. Know? yeah, I I am I am bummed for sure. Yeah, uh, E3 so. is definitely my favorite 
part of the year. Uh, it used to be always like as a kid and stuff like that mm-hmm. was because of the games. Now, I mean, still the games are obviously great, but always like having the other international offices come, seeing other people in the industry and just seeing everyone like get so excited about New announcements yeah. and all that kind of stuff is always just so much fun. I will yeah. say one thing that took the, like kind of took the sting out of the announcement though was last year when they leaked a bunch of contact information for people mm. who went. And I think at that moment I was just like, yeah. I was yeah. like, I don't, I don't know if I feel comfortable coming to this, to this yeah. show, oh. registering for this show, if they don't take privacy that seriously. Right. Uh, and then it happened again. And then it happened again. Yes. I Same do, company. I do want to say, we should probably phrase it like the information was not secure and it was leaked rather than they leaked it. Yeah. Like they didn't intentionally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, th- so that's not time to correct you. It's just for like for covering our bases. It was yeah. essentially like if you had a link, you could access all of it. It was stuff. very yeah. easy to and acquire was, the information. We were very fortunate in that, but a lot of people we know yeah. were not. And that is definitely a concern. Yeah, because we were exhibitors, not yeah. Yeah. media. And that was the difference. I think the general sentiment for people like especially that work here is like we love d3 um as Pyam would say you know the vibes they are you know the vibes fun it was like a great time to come together and like you know celebrate gaming get excited about it see friends that are you know from other parts of the same company Mm. other companies other planets other other planets see virtual friends like mario and (laughs) luigi and miku and and gears of war chunky man and dj fun bags dj fun the rapper diglett the el tetris rock you love to dig it um but but at the same time like yoko taro yeah um yoshinori tomono Whatever his name is. E3 has been through like weird swings in the past. Like there was one time where it was held in Atlanta in the 90s. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, there was one time where it was held in like an airplane hangar in Santa Monica, I want to say. So it's this isn't the first time the show has been disrupted. Mm -hmm. It's going to come back. It's too big to not exist. The industry. We're all here. Yeah, we complain about a little bit. but We ultimately love it. Mm -hmm. The industry also needs it in a way. There is no other event that brings everyone together with that. Like GDC is close to it, that industry mentality, but that's, it's not quite the same. It's, it's not the same different. stage, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, I've seen a lot of tweets from people talking about like, this is hard on smaller developers because mm. a lot of people rely on those face-to-face contacts mm. to get word out about their game or to just make a, a friend, an ally in the industry. Yeah, convince a drunk person to give you money. Yeah, or if you were like me, Going to E3 2013, I don't even know how I got in, to be honest with you. I didn't work in the industry yet. I was still in college. And I like, I remember running into someone from IGN because I did some freelance by that time or I had been in the office by that time for something. And he was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, what are you doing here? (laughs) You know, (laughs) but like looking for the bathroom, like me just (laughs) physically being there I, mm. I feel like that that helped me somehow and i got very lucky in that way i i obviously there's a lot that can be done remotely mm-hmm. in our line of work but there are some things that are hard to replace with face-to-face human contact yeah it, it's an event a lot comes out of it yeah. and this year we don't get to experience that yeah, yeah well that is one thing that i imagine we're still going to see right is press conferences big announcements it'll just be yeah. i imagine on a different timeline because I can't imagine, you know, Microsoft's probably already planning something. Mm. They've been planning something. I imagine, right. yeah. like, 
they, maybe they won't have the same stage. Maybe they'll choose a different date, but I imagine there's going to be a mm-hmm. day. What do they do? The XO? Well, they, they've said they're doing yeah, a digital thing. They're doing oh, they, they have that. confirmed yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. A bunch so, of Ubisoft has said they're doing something. They're looking at their options. Nintendo. I mean, like, Nintendo does direct. It's weird because at the same time as us saying, like, oh, it will come back, we're also... Like we've never been as equipped uh, in terms of technology and the audience being primed for an entirely digital show, you know, like between Nintendo Directs and streaming and that kind of stuff, all the platforms. It could very, e- I hope it does come back, but it could very easily not come back. I mean, let, let's imagine an E3, right? Without like executives on stage and fake people in the audience screaming at their mundane I, BS. I want right? that. <laughs> you want I, that? I need that. Oh. That's where all the fun is. That's where, all the twi- that's where all the Twitter the twisted comes fun. from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's what you need. You need the Bethesda, the, the, front, the front row of Bethesda yeah, employees just That's how you get your screaming. breathtaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you get your breathtaking. Fair. You get Todd Howard's jacket. You get so many amazing moments. My I take it all back. Ready I take even. it back. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Caffeine. Aisha Tyler. <laughs> Hoop God. Hoop God. Hoop God. <laughs> Can we talk about how Reggie also works now for GameStop? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should talk about that. You're right. He earns $140,000 a year just to give them advice. <laughs> I could do that. I hope his advice is always that, that you know that gift of him where he's like... <laughs> he should just, his advice should just be Nintendo. Yeah, every time, every time they come to him, Reggie, what do you think? He just goes... Excuse me, while I play anime... What does he say? Oh, yeah, I was literally about to mention that gift, the one that was like, uh, I can't talk right now i have to go play animal crossing on my nintendo 3ds or something yeah. like that i'm like yeah but reggie me. our stores are closing i can't talk right now <laughs> that's probably not the exact quote but that's the gist yeah. so uh, well, uh, well done to reggie unlucky e3 yeah but before we do move on from e3 i just wanted to like go around the room favorite e3 memories announcements uh whatever it might be there's a few that come to mind for me um I think the. I'd love to see how much spit that guy who was on the flute generated at the PlayStation <laughs> conference. Can you imagine it? It's got to be buckets. <laughs> that, that's the first thing you thought of. I just, every time I think of E3, I just think of flute guy just going absolutely ham on that flute. Just that amount of saliva it must have been generated there. Yeah. All right, Jake. It. What's yours? Uh, I mean, a, a, a couple. The first one that comes to mind, though, is I remember when they announced the Final Fantasy VII remake. It was It was my first E3, and, like, the war room just went absolutely nuts. No anime. I know, no anime. I say all the time. But, like, I didn't really care because I'm like, I never played the first one. I wasn't waiting for this like so many other people. But it was just hard not to catch that energy just because people were yelling and screaming and, and freaking out. And now here we are five years later and the game is about to come out. Damn. Callie? Um, this was, oh gosh, what was it called? It was when Nintendo hosted like those competitions that they played live. Oh, and yeah. I was... Nintendo or, World Championship. Yes, and I remember being in the IGN War Room and watching the Super Mario Maker stuff and everyone was really into it it was a lot of fun and i don't know it was it was it was a very positive experience Mm. um just like everybody being really into watching and like treating it like a sport and i was like oh i understand sports and um a lot of fun with that and i guess um the fig (laughs) (laughs) If you can call those memories, yeah. am I right? Just kidding. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Um, 
And I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one time, the IGN Australia team was in a pre-Airbnb on Skid Row. And a flop house. Basically. And I ended up there somehow. <laughs> that was really fun. Uh, I think mine, like, the, it's a shame is wildly problematic now, but I just remember leaving the war room and just stepping out and just Kanye West just dead-eyed looking at me like, I was like, oh, Kanye West is here. Remember that? And then <laughs> everyone, was like, everyone was like, immediately the messages to the parents like, Kanye West is literally standing outside. And this was like, I think off the back of my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So it was like pre-Kanye's like... Downfall. Downfall. <laughs> Downfall, yeah. So, like, pre No, it was Yeezus. Was it Yeezus? It had to have been Yeezus. Maybe because, it was Yeezus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, still yeah. pre, like, he's lost his mind. Because that was, like, business. right before I... Sorry, I'm just really enjoying the Kanye discourse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's sad, but... Yeah, mm-hmm. so, like, go on. Really quickly, I forgot. Remember when all the zombies were walking around? What year was that? Last year or the year before? This was two years ago. Yeah. That was annoying. So, yeah. there, there were a bunch of people dressed as zombies, but I went to the... <laughs> Yeah. I went to the women's restroom and I saw some like zombie feet under the stall and I was like, yo, what the fuck, dude? Hey, what do zombie farts smell like? <laughs> you know, I was too like afraid. Death. Like Starbucks okay. microwave sandwiches? Yeah. Yeah, I was too afraid to really get a whiff in there. Uh, but yeah, I was like, that's not, I don't like that. I don't zombies, like that I can see yeah. your zombie feet. Stop. It was like, it was just me and her in there too. And it was a, it was like a 30 stall bathroom. Because Zombies there's no the women yeah. anywhere in this industry in the bathrooms. There's only like two of us in there at once She's at like, any I'm given time. The one next to the occupied one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Kanye West was one, and then probably the other one is, I think, just doing interviews. Like I like doing interviews a lot. That's where I'm going with mine. Um, I really like talking to developers. I'll, I'll, I'll let you say it, but like I think we're aligned on this. Like, well, especially the date. The one day that I remember, if I'm not combining memories by accident, it was really early. I think it might have been my first E3. And it was like in the same day, I was interviewing a pre-Mighty Number no. 9 Keiji Inafune, Hideo Kojima, and also uh, talking to David Cox and Mercury Steam about Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was talking to like New Castlevania game, the guy who I associated with Mega Man, and Hideo Kojima and I remember like going to that Kojima interview with Kevin Van Ord and feeling like so out of my league but also like I need to say something I need to ask questions I need to not just sit here and be a a loaf and Inafune like it's crazy how much he's fallen how far he's fallen but at the time to me he was like an icon you hate to see it and then yeah you hate to see it uh and then I don't know Lords of Shadow, Castlevania is weird, but Castlevania means a lot. That first me. one's great. But that was like all that one day. Like it was just, I just, I felt like that was what made that E3, like that watershed moment for me. Like I'm here. <laughs> Watch over me. I'm, you know, this is I, it. Yeah. There's something about this, the simplicity of interviews that I really love it being amongst the chaos of everything that happens in E3. It's enlightening because it, it cut, I immediately lose that that false image of who I think these people are. Yeah. Even if they don't give you anything of material value, it's still like, oh, they occupy the same space I do. They breathe the same air. Mm. They're just people. And it humanizes like video games in a way, right? I remember like, I I think this was last year 
Was it the Todd Howard interview where me and you did? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Like I got off the plane, like I've landed, got off the plane and drove from the airport straight to the Todd Howard interview. And if you go back and watch it, like I'm just like (laughs) tripping and like I look a mess. The plane from London, not San Francisco. I think it was San Francisco. It was Was it? I think it was San Francisco. I was trying to make your story more impactful. But it was like London to San Francisco and then San Francisco to LA. So it was like, I was still jet lagged. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like, I, I think in. you had to like cover Nintendo Direct or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like quickly grabbed Jake. We met up and then went into that interview. And I remember thinking, thank God this is an interview. Like, because if it was like be on stage and, you know, talk about a game or, or like, you know, something like that or pre or post show, I would have fallen right. asleep or pooped myself or something. Being a host is tough. Yeah. yeah. Hosting Rough. those live segments. It's hard. Very tough if you're not interviewing someone. Yeah. I've done like a couple. Like I, I don't think I've been on longer than an hour, and it's yeah. it it's so draining. Hats it off to everyone so who does it, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even just like the process of getting your makeup on before that <laughs> is draining, and then the whole time I'm up there, I'm like thinking about like my lipstick is definitely on my teeth because I never wear lipstick. And like, just like stupid things like that, but it all adds up. <laughs> In your head, your lipstick's like up here. I know. I'm just like, One of your uh, eyes is on your chin. For well, some I never reason. wear I know how I got to these scars. I will totally, I, right? I did, the interview thing remi- reminded me of my actual favorite E3 memory, which is when I got to meet Miyamoto. Mm. Um... <laughs> I literally forgot to mention it. I met him at E3 once, and it was during the Star Fox Zero. It was like a demo, and they were like, oh, Miyamoto's going to come around and ask everyone what they think. I don't know if you know Star Fox Zero. Have you guys played that game? (laughs) You have to use the motion controls of the Wii U gamepad to like steer your ship, and I had to tell Miyamoto, I don't like this. (laughs) Well, I met Miyamoto on the day that IGN gave Breath of the Wild the game of show, Mm. and I was shadowing an interview, and um, I was like nodding along to things and like <laughs> Bill Trinan turned, turned to me at the end of the interview and he was like, you know, some Japanese, don't you? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, a little bit. I don't consider myself very good at Japanese. And he was like, I saw you <laughs> nodding along. And I'm like, I don't mean to I get I don't know. But I was so I was just like, because the part of the end of the interview was like, being like, oh, and by the way, Miyamoto-san, IGN has given Breath mm. of the Wild our game of show. And I was just like, oh, man, it's all goes like, couldn't believe he was Saying there. Saying that to Miyamoto, that must have been like. I have an embarrassing E3 story. Ooh. Uh, so I, I saw, it was a couple of years ago, I, I saw Bloodstained. Uh, it was the 505. They're usually in room 505 across from us. So I, wa- I walked in there and I was setting up capture. Good job to them for getting room 505. Yeah. Applause. Yeah, shout, shout out. out. Well done. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I was setting up and it wasn't working and I was having some issues. And I like stood up to like change something and I pulled out their uh, PC oh. with it. I like caught the wire, pulled out the <laughs> wire. The, the thing fell over and who, I've never heard about this. I've heard about this. Yeah. Who's the creative I've never director? Heard who's this. Igarashi was standing yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, standing right yeah, next yeah. to me with like with his whip. Like. With, yeah, with all that stuff just watching <laughs> me, and I'm like, I'll put it all back. So I, I put it all back. I don't get the capture to work. I just pretend it's working. I'm like, it's fine. You guys are gonna send us B-roll, right? And they're like, yeah, we'll send you B-roll. <laughs> so then there was that, and I was incredibly embarrassed, and I was like, I don't ever want to have to cover that game again. Uh, hopefully, I don't I don't have to see Igarashi again because that was terrifying. <laughs> 
Uh, and then a couple years later, because that game was in development for a while, I went to another uh, 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 Bloodstained preview. Was it like an Xbox like like showcase, showcase. thing? No, it that was, game was there a lot. Yeah. It, okay, it was still like it wasn't in room five hundred five, but it was still nearby. Five hundred two B. Yeah, it was like two years ago or whatever oh, and i walked in and i was setting up capture and i was like all right can't do anything stupid this time nothing stupid and i was setting up capture and i went down to um plug it into a power strip and i actually flipped the power strip off and like four <laughs> units next to me just shut down <laughs> as they were previewing and i was like oh my god so i uh was like uh, luckily he wasn't there it was just I 505 PR. I literally and never heard these JK stories. JK actually also developed the Switch port for Bloodstained, which is why I sucked. <laughs> oh, that's why. And, and I was like, I am so sorry. And luckily it was right at the beginning, so it didn't really, like, people didn't have to restart too much. But I was like, yeah, I'm never covering that game again. They're like, good. <laughs> and I've been, like, pretty good. I have, like, I think the two biggest fuck-ups i've had covering e3 or covering anything in that were those two games and or that that game twice and i'm just like cursed my one was the almost shit my pants on stage which is has been told <laughs> many times that story's been told um, <laughs> and the other one was like i wrote a preview for a first person shooter which i won't name and i was like this is just boring man and then like remember being told it was my first e3 and then remember being told if you're gonna, if you're gonna slag off one of the major first-person shooters in the industry, just give us a heads up so we can prepare ourselves. <laughs> so no one was. It was not, wasn't anyone saying like, "Don't do it." It was just like, "Yeah, we got some. We got some like people talking to us about this, and it would have been good if we if we were knew it was coming." I was like, "Oh, I think I know what you're talking about." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I was pro- I was proved right because later that year, that game did not get great scores. I think uh, a E3 memory that I've forgotten about, maybe for good reason, is uh, after a vigorous night in Murder Alley, <laughs> year one. <laughs> Pete lost his shirt. <laughs> um, the next day, I was incredibly hungover and going to appointments. And I think my third appointment was for Dishonored, the first oh, one. What game? And I'm still just uneasy. And someone else is playing someone else from GameSpot and I'm watching over their shoulder and because it's like a first person game, it's like fast moving and they're controlling the camera, not me. I just get the sense of like, okay, I have to throw off. Oh my God, I want to throw up. And so I said, I have to go. I ran out to the bathroom. There's like, you know, an E3 bathroom. There's like 12 stalls, this, that, you know, all of them full. And I was like, oh fuck. And I look at the urinals and I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to throw up in a urinal. (laughs) So I looked in the mirror and I said, you got this. And I like stood there and like steeled the vomit down. <laughs> and then I left and I was like, okay, I'm already out of this appointment. I'm not expected to be in the war room right away. It's like, I'm going to go out to the production van and see what they're doing. And maybe I can take a nap. I went out to the production van and I took a nap for 90 minutes in the middle of day two of E3. <laughs> Nobody noticed. <laughs> I came back to the war room like, I'm in trouble. No one said a thing. No one knew. But now you know. <laughs> That's sick. It's pretty good. That's badass. That survived. I, I think I've heard part of that story. Yeah. There's, more, there's that, more to it actually, but I know someone <laughs> that took a nap during E3 while I was here, and everyone noticed because that person was essential. And I was like, "You shouldn't be napping." <laughs> Which one? We'll talk later. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, there is a question that someone wrote in about E3, so we'll get back to it. But we're gonna move on to listener questions. Oh wait, before we move on, all right. Did you see the the identity of who was controlling the Hamdua account was revealed? It was revealed. No. Yes. 
Wait, so do, you know? A, do you not know, do you know who it is? You don't know who it is? So there's I, a, there's I have, a someone's good told idea. me and I forgot and they so wouldn't tell me again. There's a, there's a Twitter account called Hamduet, which is a food that is... We get catered lunch. It's boxed yeah. lunches. It's crap. And there's one of them and called it's known Hamduet. For, it's known for being slimy and gross. And there's yes. a Twitter account about the of that Hamduet basically... Yeah. Just antagonizing tweet, us. Like, I'm coming. I'm coming yeah. at you. I'm slimy. I'm going like, to get in 20 here. days until E3. So, <laughs> the person who controls that account revealed who they were today. Who do you think it is? So if I remember correctly, I want to say... because Initially, it was like, it's got to be Sean McInnes or Chris Waters or Giancarlo Veronini uh, <laughs> or Tyler Weingartner. And I I think Tyler Weingartner is where I'm landing now. Okay. But I assume not. For Tyler. I assume who do you not. Think it, do you think it is? Do you know? I think I might know. Right, so I'm, I'm just going to tell say. Peter who it is. It is Eddie McCoo. <laughs> wow! <laughs> that was not who I thought it was. Wow. What did you think it was? I thought it was... I thought it was... Eddie McCoo being a longtime news writer. He's for, been around GameSpot longer than I have. For GameSpot, yeah. Currently mm-hmm. working and at the Australia office. The idea was given to him, as he recounted today, by Brendan Sinclair. Former... Sure. Who's uh, that? Oh, okay. VG Biz. Yeah, yeah. VG Biz. And, and like former editor here. Um... But he's been maintaining that account since. Yeah. Eddie McCoo. It was Eddie McCoo. It's just you never expect it from him. Well, he's Eddie McCoo's uh, evolved over the years. Yeah. He, yeah. The thing about he's got Eddie long is, hair now. yeah, he's very like when you message him, he's very proper. He yeah. responds in full sentences. He's from Connecticut. He knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but Jake's seen seen the Australia the, drinking out of a shoe, Eddie. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen him do that. What's it called? A footy? What is it called? A shoey? It's called a shoey. Ooh, well, we, I, we don't I Google shoey. a lot of beers with Eddie McCoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, no, yeah. but that's a thing in Australia. That literally, I swear oh, to God, a shoey yeah. is drinking a beer uh, out of a shoe. In person, Eddie is like a different person. Yeah. Like he's like... And he, oh my God, he got like the coolest a, wardrobe overnight. Yeah. Like he left and then he came back and he was wearing really cool clothes. I we heard he like, just robbed Edmund Tran. That's the- <laughs> and I was like, wow, did you true. like watch a bunch of Queer Eye? Love Damn, you, Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Eddie we for Eddie. maintaining the uh, Ham Do It account. And for maintaining a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please, if you go and follow the Ham Do It account. Like he's he said like it might be time to close this, but you never know. Give us some love and it might just reappear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Karen, sorry to interrupt you. What were you about to say there? What's our question? Uh, I was going to say, we're moving on to listener questions. Yeah. The last question is about E3, so we'll get back to it. Uh, and I think that last question was sent in before E3 was officially canceled. Do we have time so. for more than one, though? Uh, I don't know. What time we, is it? It's it's already. I think we just got to do one. 536. Okay, why don't, we do, why don't we do the first and last one, then? Because I think the first one should be pretty quick. Okay. It's a long question, but... Um, should be a quick one because hopefully people can just rattle off ideas. Anyway, uh, I'll read it. Hey, all one of the best slash most surprising things about the Switch has been Nintendo letting people have some fun with their iconic franchises. With Cadence of Irule being very well received, one would hope they might try something like that again. So what small indie developer would you like to see get a chance to make to make a Nintendo game? Personally, I think the Dead Cells team is full of wonderful ideas. And while having them make a Metroid might be an obvious call, I'd really like to see them make a Kid Icarus game that looks like the original, but with the fast and slick slick movement that Dead Cells excels at. I bet you guys have some characters and franchises on your own personal wish list, too. Thanks for making this wonderful show for us every week. Nick from Iowa City. Aw, thanks, Nick. So, um, I had a couple. I didn't think of a, actually a developer, I, I guess, yeah. but I've F-Zero. got the answer. Go on. Someone should make. Uh, they should get an indie developer to make some like sick F Zero game mm. because, Ooh. like, it's it's clear that Nintendo doesn't isn't super interested in making an F Zero game anytime soon. But I think 
there are some people that would put a lot of love. Are into there that. any indie racing game devs out there? I don't know. My, I don't have my finger on the pulse. A lot of the indie racing games I've seen are like they're trying to make the arcade racer again, the low right. poly, like you know, yeah. high chroma, like yeah. thing that has a lower cost, yeah, threshold too. Um, I'm really not good at these questions. There is a reason I got into editing things, and it's because I'm not very good at creating them. <laughs> so, Tam, what is your answer? Uh, Toby Fox. Makes a new uh, mother game. Oh, that's obvious. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I think the team that has most comprehensively proved that they could take a Nintendo franchise, understand the spirit of it, and make something new is Yacht Club Games. They've just been making NES games. Mm. So, like yeah. the Shovel Knight team, give them Wario, give them a new Mario game. Um, I bet you they'd be amazing. At give it. them Waluigi. Give them what? Yeah, give them, let Yacht Club Games make a Waluigi platformer. Toby Fox making a mother game is also Tell the that's CEO, just like a no-brainer. Yeah. Tell the CEO of GameStop that we need Yacht Club games. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie fils may game. Um, but yeah. I want Arc System Works to make Capcom vs. SNK3. Oh my lord. Give them everyone else's properties and see what they can do with that. That would be incredible. What do you even think of that? What just would that be? Wild. I... Uh, yeah, Nitsuma is no longer there, so... He was. I was holding out hope that he was secretly making it. Okay. I just don't know. What about uh, uh, Stardew Valley devs making like Animal Crossing or something? I was like thinking that? about Concerned Ape doing something, but I I already have Stardew Valley, and I have Animal Crossing, so it's like yeah. I don't need because Stardew Valley is just oh my god, that is oh. Is there anyone that you can think of that can make a new Advance Wars? Well, we had that one last year, Tiny Middle. Did you play it? No. Was it good? It was it was pretty good. Yeah, like what you're looking for, it's got it. There you go then. You know what would be cool? This has nothing to do with Nintendo, but I would really love a spin-off game of the um Cabaret yeah. Club mini games in the Yakuza games. Good idea. That's a solid idea. I just want I want that on my Switch. I just want to manage a cabaret club. Same. Concerned Dave could make that work, yeah. sure. I would just like Yasumi Matsuno to make Final Fantasy Tactics 2, which was actually in development and some screenshots were showed off like two years ago and he was like but that's never happening <laughs> that was that's the saddest i've it. ever seen peter <laughs> anyway okay should we move on to the last question mm -hmm. uh it's faded for some reason do you want to read it Callie? Sure. Yeah, same <laughs> <laughs> hello to the gsad crew First, I want to say G -Sad? that I. GSAD? Yeah, that's the acronym. That is Dark. so accurate. The G, yeah, the GSAD <laughs> crew. First, I wanted to say that I enjoy the Hadouken episode of Remember When. Great work on the show there, Mr. Cut Izvina. Mm -hmm. He was talking last week about how yeah. British people call him Cut. Second. Yeah. It appears I have stumbled upon another fine podcast from GameSpot called You Should Be Watching. It is also pretty enjoyable so far. Now that the After Dark podcast is big time. Oh, that's generous. We're pretty, we're middle time. Huge. How, how about a plug for you should be watching so that others can discover it as well? That is a great idea. There it is. We have it, don't we? That is it. That was the plug. Was, we were going to mention it at the end, but there the yeah, plug is. There's the plug. You did Watch, our work for us. You should be watching from, um, the from our universe team. And lastly, speaking of E3, assuming everyone on the show this week has attended the event, what is the one thing you always wanted to do at E3 that you never could due to the work schedule or other circumstances? Mm. Keep up the great work, guys. Gray Fox. P.S. Okay, now you can take a pee break. All right. You're that ninja. I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is I've never been to a press conference and... 
I figured that would be a big part of the job is like, oh, you're covering E3. You got to go to all the press conferences and you got to like take notes while you're there. Never been to one. Uh, I had the opportunity to go to a Microsoft one, but it just felt weird to just like leave while everyone else is working like really hard in the war room to just be like, okay, well, I'm going to go to this Microsoft press conference. So I, I haven't done that. That would be a cool thing to do one of these days. It's not happening in E3's canceled, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't, I really wish I could have met Iwata. Um, I was first, I don't know what it was, but I was so consumed by sadness when he passed away. Mm. Um, and I remember my first E3 thinking like, what if I street past Miyamoto? What if I street past Reggie? And that was like such a goal of mine was to street pass like big time people. Um, which is like such like a, that sounds like the antiquated sentence now, but I was like, New Leaf had just come out and I was trying to get people's houses in my happy home, mm. um, showcase. And yeah. So like there's people I want to meet, I guess. Um, funny story based yeah. off that I did see a once and it was, it's basically the thing that you want to happen. It happened to me. So like I walked and I I was opening my 3DS to see who I'd got and Iwata was there. And then I looked and I could see him in the distance. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I mean, that could very well have been just a different Japanese man with the same statue in his suit. But like it was, <laughs> I was sure it was him. And I was like, <laughs> damn, I still have that 3DS with him and Miyamoto on it. One E3, I got both of them. Like I clearly walked past Miyamoto and didn't notice, but I noticed someone that looked like oh. Iwata. Street Pass is so such like jealous. a brilliant such an thing. Amazing I'm surprised idea. it's not so on jealous. Switch. Yeah. Something similar. Yeah. And Kurt was in the bathroom with Jack Black. Really jealous. I can't be in the yeah. bathroom with Jack Jack Black. So, you know, he's an icon to me. He actually sings tribute while he pees, which is real weird. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. I yeah, I guess mine is like there's just people I wish I could meet, which is really like there is a very short list. I am not the kind of person who gets starstruck, but mm. um I don't do a lot of interviews. I would say I'm like pretty green with interviews, I guess. Not green. I just, I don't feel like I'm funny and creative with interviews like you are. Like you're you just, so good. You open the interview with, who do you think you are? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was always uh, encouraged this. And uh, <laughs> do you think I have asked that question in a roundabout way to start yeah. with. Like, in your eyes, <laughs> why do you matter? Yeah, basically. Oh. Um. I don't think I've, I, I can't think of like what I wish I had, would want to do or was able to do. I think I did most of the things that I can think of wanting to do. And it's like do an interview, be on a stage, you know, chat. It would be good if I could eat from the food trucks, you know, right, not at E3. <laughs> the maybe, maybe like consider catering to people who only eat a certain kind of halal or kosher meat. That's what I'm that, saying. That, of course. Yes, that. You know, that's yeah. all this easy easy that's about it mm. i wish i could have given um cliff Blazinski a wedgie <laughs> <laughs> don't we all down what? in front <laughs> <laughs> i wish i could have had one more e3 with all of you oh my oh. god <laughs> what the fuck dude Sorry. That's brutal. <laughs> that was brutal <laughs> anyways there it is is that it? That's, That's it. That's the one, man. 
All right. Well, this has been episode 32 of GameSpot After Dark. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Maybe not in these exact seats, but we'll be doing something. Uh, Callie, where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, before I do that, and if you have any questions for us, make sure to email afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com. That way we can respond to them on the show. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at inkydojiko, I-N-K-Y-D-O-J-I-K-K-O. Please check out the competitive Pokemon series that Jake oh, and I worked true. very hard on. We're very Maybe. proud of it. I know it's niche. Please give it a watch. It would mean the world to me. I... I'm sorry to be begging, but I really would love it if you watched. It's very good. It's very good. Also, check back Monday for things. Oh, I mean, you never know what could happen on a Monday over a weekend. Wild weekends are wild. You can find me. Actually, don't find me. Find at PC Brown <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> and tell him that you love him. Tell him if you read or watched anything he did, and it. You know, resonated with you. If it touched you a certain touched way, touched you, yeah. And if you wanted to any water part him of your body, bit. internally or externally, <laughs> if you want to be watered by his PC brown PP, <laughs> no, I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> yeah, but like, just show him some love because yeah, he deserves it. You can find me on Tam's like feed on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, Go to at to more h slash likes or whatever. Don't do that. You'll find some bad stuff. <laughs> Are we gonna hear your? Uh, Final Fantasy 7 impressions once uh are do you plan on playing Final Fantasy 7? Of course. Because <laughs> I want to hear what you think of that game. Don't More this is I such a sore spot for me. Don't bring up <laughs> that, that you can't review it. Yeah, that's gonna be my game to review. Because I don't Broke review anything. My anymore. heart. The I'm gonna... morning you told me you were quitting. <laughs> Jake's like, Peter's gonna review Final Fantasy 7 remake, right? I was like, I'll fucking fight him if he doesn't. And then you were like, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, I definitely am. Uh, super curious about that game. The demo has made me more excited and more concerned. So, yeah, I want to play it more than ever. Damn. And I'll say something about it. Right. Thanks, everyone. Cool. Bye, Peter. Bye, Peter. Bye See to Peter and no one else. Bye. Bye, Peter. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.